A word for today, Lions Down's daily podcast to help you abide in Jesus by seeing to it that his word abides in you. Nothing could matter more. This isn't to replace your personal Bible reading and prayer, but rather encourage and help you in it. The true meaning of Christmas is not only supremely significant, it is, as I hope we're going to see today, supremely beautiful. It's Sunday the 27th of December. We're going to return again to this account in Matthew chapter 1. I make no apology for uh, presenting this so many days running because it is the most wonderful and indeed important message in the world. It captures the whole message of the Bible and the message of the gospel. It's Matthew chapter 1 verse 18. Now the birth of Jesus Christ took place in this way. When his mother Mary had been betrothed to Joseph, before they came together, she was found to be with child from the Holy Spirit. And her husband Joseph, being a just man and unwilling to put her to shame, resolved to divorce her quietly. But as he considered these things, behold, an angel of the Lord appeared to him in a dream, saying, Joseph, son of David, do not fear to take Mary as your wife. For that which is conceived in her is from the Holy Spirit. She will bear a son, and you shall call his name Jesus, for he will save his people from their sins. All this took place to fulfill what the Lord had spoken by the prophet. Behold, the virgin shall conceive and bear a son, and they shall call his name Emmanuel, which means God with us. When Joseph woke from sleep, he did as the angel of the Lord commanded him. He took his wife, but knew her not, until she had given birth to a son. And he called his name Jesus. We've seen at the heart of uh, Christmas is this wonderful message, the wonderful mission of the Lord Jesus Christ. He will save his people from their sins. That's what his name means. And we've seen how supremely significant this is. It deals with humankind's ultimate and most serious problem. It deals and provides um, a perfect righteousness with, uh, that will survive the judgment at the end of time and will uh, equip uh, the people of God to enter his new creation, the creation that will replace this one, the creation that will continue forever. And we've seen uh, that that significance could not be exceeded. I mean, what could be more significant than the power to pass from this creation when it is dissolved and burned up to the new creation, to enjoy the perfect righteousness of God in the fellowship of God and his people forever and ever and ever. I would call that a significant message. I hope you do too. But I also want to say that it is a beautiful message. We've seen that at the heart of the message is the cross and that the cross is beautiful. That's what I'm saying to you now. Oh, you might be surprised to hear me say that because if you think about it, the cross as an instrument of execution is about the most disgusting thing you could ever imagine. No crueler way of execution has been invented. What happened at crucifixion was the victim was stripped naked and was nailed or tied to a cross, which meant that they died of asphyxiation, of being unable to breathe after exhaustion. It was a drawn-out and agonizing death of the worst kind. 
but it's beautiful. Now, why is it beautiful? Well, I guess we have to ask, why is it the symbol of the Christian church? Why are old-fashioned churches built in the shape of crosses? Why is the cross the symbol that people wear um, uh, in their lapels? Um, Why is um, the cross central to everything that Christians believe and love? What makes it beautiful? And what makes it beautiful is this. It is firstly what the cross does, and we've already thought about that in the supreme significance of the true meaning of Christmas. But it is also beautiful in the character of God that it displays. I remember uh, years ago hearing um, about the owner of an airline. He was a very important man, a very wealthy man, and uh, he traveled Uh, When he traveled on his airline, he would always travel first class, and uh, I was told once that he um, tended to uh, ignore people, um, including uh, the cabin staff, and uh, ask for special privileges that went beyond even what first class offered. And uh, I also knew somebody who once traveled on another airline um, where the owner of the airline traveled, and he couldn't have been more different, apparently. My friend was very struck by it. He said, this guy, he was amazing. I mean, he is one of the richest people in the world. And yet what he did was acted as a steward throughout the flight. He put on a steward's uniform. He worked really hard throughout the long flight, serving drinks, clearing trays, giving out meals, uh, talking to people, talking to the staff, dealing with complaints, meeting people's requests. Now, I don't know which of those two owners you would uh, enjoy meeting the most, but I think I know which I would. Do you see, what we see in the character of God through the message of Christmas is a God who is humble. You know, the word humble comes from the word humus, which is the word for earth. It has its root in the incarnation. It's a Christian word. God is down to earth, we might say. He entered his creation in order to die on a cross. That is a beautiful humility. Not the half-baked Californian-speak type humility that we hear so much about these days, but the real humility of the creator that enters his creation. And when we consider how greatly God stooped in the person of Jesus Christ, how far he went in order to die on a cross. You know, there is not a religion in the world that gets close to the beauty of that. There's not a savior in the world, anything like that. Compare that to the anger and violence of Islam or the uh, detachment of Buddhism, where we see a Buddha floating above his world with a supreme indifference and an enigmatic smile playing about his face. And then our hearts turn to that tortured figure on the cross, suffering infinitely for the good of his people. What a wonderful and beautiful thing it is to see such character. What beauty is displayed in the character of God shown in the person of Jesus Christ and his work on the cross. You know, that is why Christians love the cross. It's not just their life and salvation. It shows that their Savior, their Creator, is beautiful beyond compare.
Loving Heavenly Father, please help us to understand the beauty of the true message of Christmas and so to love it, not to love it simply because it's true, but because it's also beautiful. Please help it to be a power in our lives and especially a power that we delight to share with others. We pray this in Jesus' name. Amen. A word for today, helping you abide in Jesus by seeing to it that his word abides in you. This podcast was brought to you by Lionsdown at lionsdown.org.